following podcast is a Jill Divine Media production. Two Kids in a Career is brought to you by Blondin Real Estate. They're a family-owned boutique-style brokerage with over 40 years of experience serving the counties that surround St. Louis. See the properties they have to offer at BlondinRealEstate.com. That's BlondinRealEstate.com. So during my journey, this is what I've learned. My inspiration behind everything was just I wanted children to learn how to enjoy all food groups um, because they tend to avoid anything that isn't sweet or salty. So I want them to enjoy all food groups so that they can get that balanced diet because I did learn that that's what helps the body function is all food groups have different, you know, things in them that makes our, you know, our nutrients that makes our body thrive and be healthy. Evoke Creative is a proud sponsor of Two Kids and a Career. They help small business owners like me brand with purpose and market with intent. The ladies at Evoke Creative will help make your digital presence known. Learn more at evokecco.com. That's evokecco.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most Most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. Welcome to this episode of Two Kids and a Career. And if you follow along, you know that I am a St. Louis gal. And of course, I'm going to give an extra warm welcome to anyone who is from St. Louis that is on the podcast. And that happens to be this week's guest. Paris Rollins, welcome to the podcast. Welcome, my fellow St. Louis gal. Thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me to do this podcast with you. Oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of other mamas are going to be really happy once they learn a little bit more about what we're going to talk about. But first, tell me about you being a St. Louis girl, born and raised or no? No, I was actually born in North Carolina, but my mom said I moved so quickly. We moved to Mississippi and then I came here like four years old. So I'm technically from here. Okay. So what part of the St. Louis area are you in? Uh, I grew up all my life in Florissant. So the popular question, where did you go to high school, Paris? Hazelwood Central. All right. (laughs) Is that black and gold? Yes, it is. Okay. (laughs) Us St. Louis people are so weird. It's like, (laughs) why do we do that? And that the fact that I know, yeah, it's so ridiculous. (laughs) But it is our thing. It's like our common love language there. Um, So tell me, Paris, about you as the woman. And then this is what I like to have my guests do talk about as well. Like then how things have transformed from, you know, childhood to where you are now. And then we're going to get into what we really uh, need to talk about. But first, let's learn a little bit more about you. Yeah. So me, I would say as you know, where I am now and how I've always been, I'm a creator. And I found out what the words were for him once I got older, but a creator, (laughs) an innovator. And 
you know, I always thought I was maybe like a little rebellious and a little crazy. That's what I thought it was. Um, but yeah, I love creating things. I love, um, I'm really adventurous. I'm really goofy and silly. I love kids. And I've always been like just a big kid who's very active. I love to just move around a lot. So, uh, you know, over my years, I was trying to find my way and my path. And I was like doing a lot of job hopping at, at great companies. And then I just landed once I had my children. It just transitioned me into what I believe, you know, was the beginning of a journey that will take me pretty far. So, yeah, I'm I'm just really happy, a really happy person and just really bubbly. And, and that's it. <laughs> Oh, okay. So tell me about your kids. So I'm a mom of four and for 13 years, I only had one child and that's who my whole business was inspired by. But I had one child for 13 years and I just knew I was done. And (laughs) then came along uh, my next daughter 13 years later. And after her came my son. And then right after my son came my uh, other daughter, who's now six months. So that wasn't you know, too long ago. Holy moly, you're busy. Yeah. So they just start popping out (laughs) years later. So we're busy. Uh, We're busy. Yeah, totally. Three girls and a boy. I mean, you have more than one kid and you're already busy. You had two more. We actually were joking around about this um, not too long ago with some of my coworkers because I have two kiddos and that second one, they always joke around about how that second one is the spirited one and she will be a CEO one day. And that's so true. And so I was joking around with some of my coworkers. I said, well, you guys have like four and five kids. How does that work for you? I mean, is it typical that that second child is still that way for you? And they all were like, Well, we just give up after once you have two and then you had three and four and five, you just give up. It's just whatever. You don't even know whose personality is what. And yeah, we had a really good laugh about it. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. so tell me, do you experience that whole I mean, because I think probably you're in the minority as far as having four kids nowadays, at least a lot of families are two, one or two, but they have that birth order association. Do you see that with your kids? Well, I've heard of the birth order association, but I, you know, I kind of forgot. So I think like if you're like the first child, you are usually the most, you end up being like the most mature and the leader. And I think like they said, like you said, with the second child and then the third child, I believe is like the most rebellious and I would say, what did I hear about like the most rebellious and kind of just do things their way? Um, I was the third child and I was always seen as the rebellious one. My sister, she's the oldest. She's always, she was the leader and the one that kind of like really set the example in the family. I've seen that kind of in other families as well. And, And then I started to question, I was like, well, I'm the third child because my dad, would, it wasn't with my mom later. I'm like, well, I'm the third child on my mom's side, but on the dad's <laughs> side, I'm actually the fourth. So <laughs> how does that work? So yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I don't know. But um, yeah, 
I have no idea, but I know each each one of my children definitely all have different personalities for sure. Before we continue this week's conversation, let's talk about one of the very first sponsors of the podcast, Blondin Professional Real Estate. You can find more about Blondin Professional Real Estate online, blondinrealestate.com. One of the great things that they have, and I love reading it every week, is this opportunity for you to see property before it hits the market. So you go to blondinrealestate.com, you put in your name and your email address, and you'll get to get exclusive access and immediate updates about their our coming soon and off-market property community. And a lot of people are buying houses this way or selling their house this way because they get a heads up before everybody else. So again, all you have to do is put in your email address and then you'll get a weekly update, but go to blondinrealestate.com to do that. And while you're at blondinrealestate.com, scroll all the way to the bottom and check out their blogs. They have these weekly blogs that provide the latest news, useful tips, and expert advice in the real estate game. I'm talking about things from mortgages to mistakes that sellers make to how you you know stage your house to sell it. It's all at blondinrealestate.com. All right, back to this week's conversation. Well, and it is so crazy. I mean, I don't know why it seems so crazy to me, but it is when I look at both of my girls, I'm like, okay, you two are the same DNA, but so different too. Obviously they have different DNA, but like the fact that they are so different, it just blows my mind. I don't know why. I mean, we're all different human beings, but watching these two littles in the household and it's just like, I, really? How old are they? Three and five. Oh, and, so yeah. little. Yeah, yeah. And it's just <laughs> mind blowing to me. It really, it truly is. It is. Yeah, they grow up in the same household and then they still <laughs> come out with their own personality. So, I definitely believe that we're born with our own like personality because you would think, oh, you've been exposed to the same things and exposed to the same people. So you should come out like pretty much similar. No, I my uh-uh. my five year old, we don't know where her personality came from because she does <laughs> not act like us. Not at all. That girl is different. <laughs> <laughs> She's different. I I love her, but she's like the, she's the energetic one. She, if she's not around, it's quiet. It's like, oh, wow. You know, but I don't know where she got that personality from. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. I'm glad I'm not alone in this. So that makes me feel like, you know, okay. I know other people are at home going, what in the heck is happening? What is going on with you kiddos? Yeah, I have a really calm child. And then that five-year-old, she is crazy. That girl is so crazy. And so my calm child is always looking like, what is going on? 
Yeah. <laughs> I just like how you said, she's different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Well, Paris, let's talk about your business. You are the founder of P- Picky Eaters. So right there, you should know exactly what we're going to talk about. But there's so much that goes into it. And there's a lot of cool things that you're doing with this and what's to come. So let's start from the beginning and talk about what led you to finally say, hey, I want to get the word out. I want to help other mamas. Yeah. So my um, oldest child, uh, my daughter, she, when we were younger, it was actually inspired by like family members and then also just kind of watching the news a lot in my early 20s. And I just kept seeing, you know, like cancers and heart disease and diabetes come up a lot. And you hear it a lot, but then when it struck home, it was a little different. So I'm watching, you know, different adults and uh, go through this process where they have to go to the doctors or they have to get chemo. They have to go through all these different processes. But for me, it wasn't just something it didn't just it like really hit me for some reason. I'm not sure why. So it really hit me. And it led me to just want to do research. I'm a curious minded person. And I think that's where a lot of my creativity and stuff comes from. So my mind just does what it does. And it wondered. So I got to doing all this research and I started to discover like food and what it really does. So you hear a lot, oh, food is healthy. You should eat this. You should eat this. But I never really knew why. I just knew, oh, okay, you're healthy. But you don't really know the ends and how it actually works. Um So I started to do this research and I'm like, oh, wow. So when they say we are what we eat, they really mean it. Um, So I'm thinking I'm this new health guru now. And I decided I want to go help all the adults and help them change their eating habits, especially since some of them were sick. And when it was time to help them, I'm like, this this meal right here is strictly for like diabetes friendly and everything. They was like, Oh, what is that? That's that looks like, was that vegan? Is that grass? You know? And so, you know, changing a habit was really hard. It was a challenge. Um, even when someone know will help them get better. Um, it can still be people that will refuse to give up certain unhealthy foods because they love it so much. Um, and, and I'm like, wow, you know, it taught me a lesson that food, unhealthy food really is an addiction. It's almost like a drug. Um, yeah. Really hard to stop. So at that time, my daughter was little and I said, okay, well, it's really hard to kind of get adults to change their eating habits. Let me look at, take a look at myself. What am I eating? What am I feeding my daughter? And I realized, like, oh, my goodness, I fell into the trap. Um, Fried nuggets, um, pizza, ice cream. Pretty much when everywhere you go at any out place, the same kids menu that you always see. Um, I fell into that trap. Um, And I'm like, okay, we're going to clean this up. I told my daughter, we're about to start eating healthier so that I can start you off healthier. That way you won't. Um, you know, have to change your habits once you get older. And I felt that I was contributing possibly to like an early, you know, disease for her to, I mean, to hit my daughter or like even like an early death. So I didn't want to be like contributing to that because it hit me like, okay, well, they don't buy their food. I buy the food. So 
once it was time to eat healthier, I placed vegetables in front of her and like some nice fish. We even tried vegan and she refused. I mean, she didn't want any vegetables. She didn't want any of it. Uh, declaring everything was nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what took me on the journey. I was really frustrated and um, I became obsessed. It took me on a new journey, not about health and nutrition, but how do you get your child to eat healthier to actually look forward to a healthier meal. So that actually took me a couple years to to work through. And it first started with hiding veggies in her favorite meals. Um, that's how it first started. Um, I also, at the time, started making her meals into really fun, uh, like say it was a sandwich, I'll put like, you know, cucumbers as the eyes or olives as the eyes and make it look like right. a monster. So I did that for a while, but she was getting older and starting to like, okay, that was really fun and cute at first, but she was starting to get over that stage. Uh, (laughs) 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 So I'm like, okay. So um, then I took her favorite meals instead of buying them out, I would make them at home so I could control what was in the food. I stopped um, buying fried meals. I only baked everything. Um, So it it was really a lot of work, but I only had one child at the time. So it was okay. I'd like to hit pause on this week's conversation to talk to you about Evoke Creative. They are a creative marketing company specializing in supporting small businesses. They do so with Jill Divine Media and Two Kids and a Career. So my website, jilldevine.com, created by the wonderful ladies at Evoke, and the digital marketing strategy that we originally put in place, Evoke Creative, uh, we are continuing to have that conversation and always thinking about ways to make the business better and how do we evolve it? How do we just reach more people. And that's what's really cool about the ladies at Evoke. They don't just say, all right, hey, here's what we're going to do for you. And now that our time is done, bye-bye, we're done. No, they are here to help you. They want you to succeed. They are a small business themselves. So they want you to flourish and experience all the great things that comes with being your own boss, with having control. And you know what? Being your own boss means sometimes you need some extra help. And that's where the ladies at Evoke Creative come in. Check them out, evokecco.com. You can see some of their work on their website. And you can also check out what they've done for me at jilldevine.com. All right, back to this week's conversation. Um, I was only able to capture her a little um, and bring out the best, healthiest foods that I could get her to eat. I placed so many different meals in front of her. It was even a struggle time sometimes I'm like look just try it I'll I'll buy you something I'll take you here and and sometimes it works she was like oh that was good I'm like see you have to be open to trying things so that led me to I I was able to find a, a nice group of food where I consistently gave it to her and they were actually healthy meals um, so I got to a really good point and I met so many mothers along the journey who had the same uh, problem. So I opened up my business 
based off of that. And I started my whole business around healthy kids meals, you know, capturing children around that five, six year old age, which is where my daughter was at the time of the journey. And that I would, um, my goal was like, oh, I'm going to open up this kids meal restaurant. And, and then I think pandemic hit like years later. And I was also going back and forth with my corporate world. I wasn't really sure how to start a business, but that's where it all started. That was the inspiration. And just to quickly sum it up, um, I 13 years later, I had my next child. Now, I was in my business at the time, but during my research and my years with my business, I was like, oh, yeah, it really starts with um, baby food, capturing them early. So I started my next child off with baby food, and and her eating habits were completely different. I was like, oh, wow, this is great. But it wasn't exactly where I wanted it to be, but it was better than hers. If any, if anybody's was better than hers, then that meant it was good. My first child. Um, so during, after the second child and feeding her, her baby food, the third child came, but by that time I had even more research and I'm like, Oh, you actually need to start them off with eating veggies first, because if they get a lot of moms, sometimes we pick We pick kind of based off what we'll eat, like, ooh, apples and bananas, that sounds good. And it's really healthy, the baby food, but it still makes them prefer sweets. And and if they frown up even once to like at a green bean or something, it's kind of like, oh, they don't like that. Get rid of those. And we don't really constantly try to keep giving it to them. Um, So then we may get like a puree where it's veggies and apples or something, to make sure that they still get the veggies, but the pouches, the sweetness overpowers the veggies. So they never actually really taste it. Um, mm. So they keep carrying this until they're one or two and it never really helps them to want those bland and, you know, bitter flavors. So by the time my fourth child came. <laughs> <laughs> You're a pro. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, baby food. And then boom, I ran into this study because I'm always researching about children and food. Um, I ran into a study about how it actually, it isn't baby food where it starts. It wasn't the kids' meals where it starts. It starts in the womb. It starts when the mom is pregnant and it, and when she's nursing. And all of our flavors that we're consuming, well, it's transferring to that to the womb and the amniotic fluid, and they're taking gulps of it. And they're forming food memories on what to be accepting of once they get out of the womb and once it's time to eat baby food. Um, And the same thing with the breast milk. If a mom decides to nurse, everything we eat, it's flavoring our milk and they are still forming the food memory. So by the time it's time to eat baby food, they're going to be more accepting to whatever food flavors they were exposed to. So... um, I was just in shock when I read the study and I'm like, it can't get any earlier than that on, on child food acceptance. So I uh, started making uh, the veggie juices and I like kale, beets, carrots, spinach. And I would not only eat um, healthier, but I would also make sure that I consume these juices. And as soon as I started nursing, I did the same thing. Um, so when it was time to expose my next child to baby food, the kale, the avocado, everything I made her, 
she was accepting to all of the flavors. And I started to record videos because I recorded videos of my previous child, even though I made their baby food. When I exposed him to those flavors, the reactions are completely different. Um, <laughs> they're totally opposite night and day. She was more accepting. You know, she'll first look like, oh, what's this? Kind of make a face like, oh, what is this? Um, like, but I can tell it was more to the texture she was responding to, not more so the taste. Mm. Um, but my child before that was like, oh no, what is this? This is the flavor, like completely ugly face, spitting it out, turning left to right. So yeah, so with, with all of this information and all my children and figuring everything out and experimenting, that's when, um, I added to my model cause I was already catering meals daily to schools every day. That's when I added to my model, Baby food, but veggies first is actually my uh, motto. Veggies first and veggie supplement juices that a mom would take during her last trimester and also while she's nursing to flavor her milk and her amniotic flavor. I mean, I'm sorry, amniotic fluid to make sure that the baby is getting an ample amount of those flavors, especially certain um, a certain amount of times a week so that they will be prepared to be accepting of the same veggie flavors. And if we do this, the studies have shown, they even followed up with mothers that they, uh, that they tested in the studies, their babies were more accepting to the same exact flavors. And then they had moms um, not take anything. And once it was time for their babies to eat baby food, they were frowning up at uh, the same flavors that the other babies were more accepting to that they had the moms do in the study. So they followed up with them at one or two years old to see what their eating habits were. And they were enjoying vegetables and, you know, everything outside of fruits and, and or outside of sweets and salts. So that's where everything, I know that was a lot, but that's where it all, it, my journey was long. So, <laughs> well, you have the experience and, and that's what makes where you are now even better. There are a number of things I was thinking about when you were talking and I had heard from our pediatrician, the vegetables first, because yeah, exactly what you said. Like if you start with the fruits, that's totally different. It's sweet. Go with the vegetables. I think the other thing is that maybe and the only reason why I kind of knew this, and I the pediatrician probably said it, but I did research too on some of the food is like, yes, you have to keep trying. You have to try over and over and over again. And I know it's very easy. Like that first time you stick the green beans, you know, into their mouth that they spit it out and they don't like it. But you have to think about it. It is a brand new food. Yeah. It is, like you said, also texture too. So um, yeah, I've seen a lot of research done on that as far as like how many bites. Um, the other thing that I'll bring up, and, and this is going on the fruit side, but I do remember I, my oldest loves strawberries. And they both do, but she loves strawberries. And I remember one time my mom saying, she just eats strawberries without sugar on them. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, like that's a thing. And then it hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, had I offered her, you know, cut up all the strawberries and put some sugar on there, which, you know, that is somewhat of a normal practice for some households. Like she wouldn't have even known that you can have it without sugar. So yes, that made me realize that. Um, yes. but 
what I am struggling with is I go back and forth beating myself up. Okay, they're not getting enough healthy food or I have given them too many chicken nuggets or this and that, not offering or not doing this. And then go back to a, oh my gosh, your child is alive. Keep feeding them. Stop yeah. beating yourself up. <laughs> it is hard. It is very, very hard. It is. It is. And um, even my mom will say like, because even if, even that I have my kids, I feel like it uh, on track on the way that I'm satisfied and I'm happy. It's still a struggle because if you send them over to grandma's house mm, or yes, <laughs> anywhere preach, else, it, they they don't. That's all thrown out the window. They're right. forever. <laughs> so my mom will have uh, zebra cakes and everything waiting for for the kids when they get there. Um, and I'm not, you know, against like sweets and stuff like that at all. I, I, I give my children those types of things every now and then, like literally every now and then. Um, but I know that they get them other places. So during my journey, this is what I've learned. Um, you're right. If by, you know, by mom saying, oh, if, you know, they eat it without sugar on there, you know, everybody doesn't have the, um, the same standards when it comes to how they eat. Everybody's different. And um, my inspiration behind everything was just, I wanted children to learn how to enjoy all food groups um, because they tend to avoid anything that isn't sweet or salty. Um, Mm -hmm. So I want them to enjoy all food groups so that they can get that balanced diet because I did learn that that's what helps the body function is all food groups have different, you know, things in them that makes our, you know, our nutrients that makes our body thrive and be healthy at different ages. Like you have to capture them early, but I only let like in my house, we don't have soda. I don't even have juice. Um, we only have water and uh, they only can drink water here or like some type of almond milk or something or milk. And we only do fruits and vegetables here because I know that when they go outside of the house, they're getting all of the junk somewhere else. And if I'm the mom that gives them the junk and they get the junk out there, then it's really going to make them, uh, you know, addicted to it. So I feel like balance is key. Um, They eat, they're with me the majority of the time. So they're eating healthy the majority of the time, but they will get their junk outside the house. So for moms that, do have that issue is just I feel like clean up your household. Um, I feel like that's the best way to start. Like you said, consistently giving them because uh, it depends on what age they are. You know, it really depends on what age. If you're like three or four or five and you're kind of already in your habits, you that's going to definitely be a you're really going to have to work with the child to to try some things because kids are really like uh, rebellious at that age. <laughs> yeah. Before we wrap up this week's conversation, another shout out to Blondin Professional Real Estate. BlondinRealEstate.com, B-L-O-N-D-I-N, BlondinRealEstate.com. Don't forget to head to their website and sign up for this exclusive feature that they have where you can buy or sell a property before it even hits the market. So basically, you gain exclusive access and immediate updates about their coming soon and off-market property community. And this is where people are really flourishing when it comes to buying or selling a home because they're making it happen before it hits the market, before there's a lot of people... 
uh, in the pot, so to speak. So when you just go to blondinrealestate.com, you put in your first and your last name, your email address, you'll get a weekly email, and then you'll get to know before everybody else. It's a really cool thing. I enjoy getting these emails every week. Yeah, I know. I was hoping you would say, Jill, there's a lot of hope still. Don't you worry. But um, I don't I mean, I know there's hope, but it, it this is. is a rough age. This is it's a rough age. And and like I said, my mom, she'll be like, oh, well, we ate like this. And look at me. I'm fine. And I'm like, uh, you are, but you're not because um <laughs> She, you are, but you're not because you were part of the inspiration that got me started. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like the insight. I mean, you don't know somebody. I think this hit me is when somebody said it doesn't matter on the outside, like everybody's physical body is different. And there could be someone who eats crazy crap all the time and still exercise and is, is and is what we consider thin and I'm doing air quotes, but then go to the doctor and have their labs drawn and their cholesterol is crazy and all of that, like that. It's not about your physical look. And I think that that's part of the problem and that we have to change that. Oh yeah. I I hear people do that all the time. They'll be like, Oh look, she looks healthy. No, you cannot look at a person and assume that they are healthy mm. because they're slim. Now, right, they're slim. Right. That's the only thing that you get. That's a fact. But you can't say that they're healthy um, just because they're slim. And yeah, yeah. So no, we've got to change that. Definitely have to change that. And um, with three or four year olds, what I've learned over my journey when I started to deliver to schools, because of my own journey, I knew that oh, okay, once you're four or five, like once you're eating something, is is a journey. That's like that's how my journey started. But what I realized once I started delivering to schools was if you are in a group setting, and I even realized this in my own household, if a older sibling is eating something new and being adventurous with it, that encourages my younger child to want to try that new, that same new thing. Um, so with the preschool settings that we deliver to, I love those because the schools could quit at any time. We're on a month to month, you know, type of thing. So they could quit any time, but the children love the food. And what happens is we put, we put it in that setting where somebody's not going to be picky. Every child is not picky. So all you need to see is a couple kids that are a little hesitant to trying something new, watching those other kids in the classroom, eating it, And then that encourages them to like, oh, they're eating it, you know. Mm. Um, So that's what I like about the school setting. It exposes picky children to children that are not. And then they encourage the other ones to to try things Um, on top of the meals just being fun. We make them fun when we when we send them to the school. So we and then we do like a variety of meals. We don't do just the kids favorites we do like yesterday was like a lasagna soup and then we had like a in the wintertime minestrone soup and zucchini we we serve things like that and if the kids weren't eating them they would i'm, I'm sure that the schools would cancel um but every month they're signing on and even teachers are starting to sign on <laughs> so. okay so we definitely need to talk about that before we wrap things up because i do want to know i think that is one of my biggest concerns with schools and 
the cafeteria and the food choices and all of that because I, my girls, their first school they attended when they were infants was considered a heart healthy school. And I really liked that as far as, I mean, the tuition that included their meals. And so there weren't options and it's different when they're infants and stuff like that. But when you're getting into schools and and I'm trying to even think who I recently talked to about this, but I have done a little bit of research, like getting into the schools and what these kids are being offered. I mean, seriously, Paris, when I was in high school, I think my lunch, I chose to buy like Andy's hot fries, you know, those like <laughs> packaged and got a like side of nacho cheese and a soft pretzel. And that was my lunch. That's ridiculous. It is. My teenager, um, who's now 19 or 17, she's like, mom, you need to uh, serve like those kids meals you're doing. She was like, you need to serve them to our school because it's ridiculous. I'm yes. Like, really? But I believe her because I watch the news and I, and oh. I see social media and there's a lot of viral posts going on about school lunches. Okay, so if you are local to the area and you have the ability to go to Tyra Grove or order online and have it delivered, or whether you are a director of a daycare or a private school, please contact Paris and tell me the website where people can get a hold of you. Yes, it's uh, Picky Eaters, P-I-C-K-Y-E-A-T-E-R-Z. So it doesn't end with the S, it's Z. <laughs> and, and then it's STL.com, Picky Eaters STL, because the other Picky Eaters alone was taken. So Okay, got it. Now, STL.com is where you can go. If someone is not in the area, do you offer guidance and resources to help them? Because obviously you can't just deliver this good, fresh food across the United States. But I'm wondering if somebody wanted to reach out or have some questions, can they still do that by contacting you on your website? Oh, yeah, they can definitely contact me on our website. People DM me on Instagram all the time like, hey, my child is, you know, this age and they're not even this. Any recommendations? We even have people come to and ask me at the farmer's market and I'll talk to them um, right at the stand. So yeah, I'm available through Instagram, in person at the market, or you can just send us an email and I'm a mom of four. So I know the journey, even with the children that eat healthier, I've still had struggles with other things. So I have a lot of experience, not with just my children, but on my journey of talking to a lot of other mothers and hearing their experiences and helping them or them helping me with techniques. So, um, so yeah, I'm definitely open to helping anyone that has any questions, you know, the best that I can for, for sure. Well, I will have all of your information on the show notes at jilldevine.com. I appreciate what you're doing to help other mamas and help these kiddos. And what I also appreciate is that you understand that it is a challenge. And listen, we cannot just assume that we can go all in on healthy. That's not what you're saying. You're saying, hey, it's one day at a time. It's one really meal at a time, but you can work on it and you can get there. You can definitely work on it and get there. It's, It's up to the mom. At the end of the day, I know it can be time consuming 
And during my journey, I did have to take responsibility and realize, okay, it's up to me. Um, I was aware. I wasn't aware first what I was doing and now I'm aware. So now that I'm aware, you know, how important is it to me? And and those are things that I had to uh, own up about. How important is my child's health? And not just now, but how it would affect my child's future. Um, because I would hate to see something happen early. I mean, later on in life and doctors say, oh, well, you know, if you would have been eating healthier, we probably wouldn't be at this point. Um, so if I can lead my child into that direction where eating healthy is normal, then that's the goal. So giving vegetables on the plate every single day. I mean, not, I mean, like two meals, at least two of the meals every single day, putting a veggie on your child's plate is uh, very important. And even if you're going out to eat. So what I want to do coming soon is to kind of go to different restaurants in the St. Louis area and find like the most kid-friendly, healthiest restaurants and kind of post them, um, which is I'll be doing soon. Because I know when you're out, that can be a challenge. And most places aren't serving vegetables with right. kids' meals. Um, so I'll have like little tips and stuff like that. But I try to make sure that every place I go to, if I'm out or if I'm at home, there's a vegetable on every single plate. Even with the little ones, if you have like little children, having them watch shows where they're eating vegetables or books where it's vegetables in it. It's really about repetition and continuously seeing something. And that goes for any category of any challenge you have in any area, Some working on something, doing it, uh, you know, repetitively and being consistent with it um, is how you break any habit. So it's not even just food, it's any habit. So we have to approach our children like that and say, OK, it's up to me as a mom or the dad or a caretaker to make sure they're seeing it. And then not only that, make sure they see us eating it and another big help. Um, which also works with my children, but studies have shown it as well, allowing them to cook and being a part of the process. They yeah. look forward to eating the meals that they that they cooked or had some type of role in, in uh, making. Um, so all of those things together will really make the process much easier and less of a challenge. Placing in front of their TV or their you know, iPads, YouTube videos, books, letting them make it and then putting it in front of their face every day and watching you eat it as a, as a parent and don't not giving up. Give up. And just yeah, well, they, I was just saying that. <laughs> don't give up. That's for right. anything, you know, so don't give up, you know? Well, thank you, Paris, so much. I really appreciate it. And yeah, don't give up. Don't give up, yeah. All right, we're going to wrap up this week's conversation. But first, another little shout out to Evoke Creative. They are a full service branding and marketing company. Whether you are looking for digital marketing, creative branding, promotional swag, they have you covered. And actually, something really cool that they just did that they never knew that they would actually do. They created the artwork, the book cover. I'm saying it all wrong. You know what I mean on the on the book, the, the cover art. They did that for an author recently and it's really cool. It's something that they've never done and they were challenged and they did it. And that's what's so awesome with Evoke Creative. The ladies will take your thoughts and your ideas and then they'll put their thoughts and ideas together and they work with you to create a beautiful product. 
please check them out, evokecco.com. And I would also like you to check out the website they created for me, jilldevine.com. You can find blogs there. You can find every single episode of Two Kids in a Career there. You can find where you follow me on social media, all the things at jilldevine.com. And thank you for your support of Two Kids and a Career.